So about this time of year, everybody's thinking, gosh, you know, I really should get ready for Ramadan. But what does that actually mean? What are we doing? And so I just want to share with you some things that I'm doing this time of year. And the last one, which is part one of this series, Getting Ready for Ramadan, um, I kind of talked about how I sit with myself. I sit with my kids, come, some things I go over so I can figure out my game plan for Ramadan. So if you haven't already checked that one, you can go back and check part one. But today in part two, I'm going to tell you a little bit more specifically exactly what I'm doing to welcome Ramadan uh, now that I'm in kind of like I figured that out. So what my goals are and then specifically something new that I'm doing that I have never done um, in Ramadan with this level of focus before and I'm really excited about. So I want to share with you, but Alhamdulillah, Let's just reset our intentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will let us to live to Ramadan. I'm going to share with you some of my goals and my new things that I have that have been really, really working for me. Yalla, assalamu alaikum. So in the last podcast of this series, I started off right away talking about um, kind of how I come up with my goals and how I'm going to go through my, um, you know, the things I'm trying to put in place right now about four weeks before Ramadan at minimal. And so that, if you haven't already checked that podcast out, go back. But today we're going to be talking about or what are the goals I'm actually going to be focusing on, how I'm going to be focusing on them specifically, and kind of some ways that I've ensured for myself that I'm going to make sure I have success because it's so easy in Ramadan to you know, fall off your original goal and not actually accomplish when you want to and feel totally disappointed by the end of Ramadan. I think everyone has had that experience at some level. And so I'm going to tell you how I'm avoiding that, basically. <laughs> and alhamdulillah, making sure it doesn't happen. If you're new to the podcast, my name is Mindful Muslim. I come to you every week. And in Ramadan, we do it two to three times. So make sure you stay tuned. Usually it's on um, Mondays, but if I come with an extra podcast, it will be Monday, Friday. And in Ramadan, I sometimes even do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, alhamdulillah, just to keep the motivation going. A lot of sisters, especially, they're thinking of, hey, I need to leave music going into Ramadan. What am I going to do? How am I going to fill my time? Well, having a podcast that's going to actually push you towards that is great. And so that's why we find um, a lot of women want more episodes in um, Ramadan. So we make sure we have that for you. So today we're going to be talking about goals. Now, in the last podcast, like I said, I talked about how I figure out what my goals should be. And I'm not going to repeat all that because you can definitely check that out. But I want to kind of go over today what some of them that I've chosen. Now, right before I say that, I want to say for women who are, you know, feeling like looking back on their past Ramadans, they've just been so disappointed with themselves. I think all of us at some level, we look back and we're like, oh, you know, I said I was going to do this many juz or memorize that or, you know, have these du'as. And we look and sometimes we can go back and say, you know, oh, you know. I didn't get to all those. This Ramadan is probably going to be the same. And, and we can start to get hard on ourselves. I encourage you to not do that. For one, it's not going to help you this Ramadan. So you're already kind of making it a problem before it even is a problem. That's just a negative attitude. We have to do a bit of a mindset shift and say, Allah can do anything for me. Let's not forget who created the entire world. If he wants me to have a great Ramadan and I put the intention and I do what he said to do and he'll give me success, why would I not have success, right? He's the most truthful. He's the best keeper of promises. So that's the first thing, like the whole mindset approach. Let's make sure we keep it positive. 
Second thing is, it's really important that we have goals that are realistic. Um, I'm not going to go into goals too deeply here. I talk about goals in so many other places. Um, if you want more information on goals, I do it inside the Life Balance course. I teach you how to like, set goals for your life, for the month, for the year, for the week. Like I have everything on goals. Um, in Ramadan, I have a mentorship program where I talk all about goals and setting realistic goals. But today what I'm going to share with you is kind of... Um, how I am going to be approaching my personal Ramadan. So this is like my personal um, experience and examples. But I encourage you to find what works for you. Don't copy mine. Don't copy some other sisters on YouTube. Just literally, legit, find what works for you. All right, so going into me. Well, if you saw my YouTube video, I did one on 2022. Um, and I talked about what went well, what didn't go well. If you didn't catch that one, you can always go back and watch it on YouTube. I was very raw and honest. As a mother, as a person who runs Mindful Muslima, as a wife, what were the things that I felt like, oh, I just didn't meet my mark or I felt like I really excelled in? Alhamdulillah. And so I talked about those and those were the pivot for what I was going to do in 2023. Not only that, I actually was thinking about 2023 and 2021 because I had like this two-year plan. I knew in 2022, I wanted to do these things and it was going to be really extraneous. It was going to be really crazy, but I was doing it because in 2023, I wanted to set myself up for something else. So I really encourage women to not just think, you know, for today, for tomorrow, for this year, for next year, have a plan. For myself, in general, I usually have a one-year plan, a three-year plan, and a 10-year plan. You're like, what is that? <laughs> I do that also for Mindful Muslim because I want you to imagine, I'm imagining amazing things for us together. And I'm always thinking, oh, you know, in 10 years, I'm going to be having this regular conference for us. And I'm like, I'm already thinking big. I encourage you to think big for your life too, because by Allah, anything is possible. Now, for the sister who's like, yeah, that sounds nice, but everything I plan never works out. Well, that could be for a reason or it could be because of the way we're planning. Either way, what I would say is this. There's some things that we can't get highly specific on like 10 years from now, right? Allahu Island, what will happen? And three years is still a little bit rocky, but it doesn't mean I can't plan for them. For example, let's pretend I want to be in college in five years. Um, a particular college, like a really high level program. And I knew that I had to set up something this year and next year in order to be ready. So I had enough credits to go to that. You kind of follow with me. There's certain things you can do um, absolutely and set up years before. So for example, for me in that, in that YouTube video, I mentioned that I wanted to have certain things in place so that in 2023, my life could be easier. So I want you to imagine organizing your house, organizing things for your job. You know, I know some of you even want to be like entrepreneurs and coaches and you reach out to me all the time and you ask me for your advice. And sometimes you come with these ideas and I have to break it down for you and be like, wait a minute, you know, you have to do this and this first. Have you done that? And they're like, oh no, you know? So really taking what you want to do with your life and breaking it down what makes sense. A lot of you guys do calls with me. I do free consultation calls and all the time with you guys. Like it's totally fine. But like until you sat for a, a moment and done that. So I had done that basically in 2021 and I'm on schedule, alhamdulillah. So in 2023, I have a very, very different focus and you can check that video out and know, but let's talk about Ramadan in terms of that. I just wanted to break it down for a moment where you can look ahead and kind of figure things out. Now, the other thing I want women to take into consideration is to think about what season of your life you're in. And I want to say this again, because some people feel a bit discouraged. They feel like, oh, last Ramadan, oh, this Ramadan, it's going to be so hard. I know a lot of women going through a lot of emotional strain and pressure right now. So I want to make you feel a bit better by 
having you consider your season. Now, by the way, I have an entire podcast where I go back and I talk about what season of your life you're in because this is really important. A lot of times we're hard on ourselves because we're not taking into consideration what quote unquote season we're in. You know, sometimes people talk about books, right? Chapters, chapters of a book. You know, when you start off a book and the characters in the first chapter, you're getting to know them. By the second, you start to learn about their problems. By the you know third, fourth, fifth, there's a climax. Our lives is a story and actually our book is going to be handed to us, right? And is it going to be handed in our right hand, or our left hand, but we're going to get an account because the angels are writing every single thing down we're doing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows your struggle. He knows their things you're going through. For example, if you're a new mom right now, maybe you're not, you weren't a new mom last year. That's a big change. That's a new season, right? You were living in one neighborhood and this year you had to do an, a move to another neighborhood. You were unmarried, now you're married. You were di- married, now you're divorced. Like these are chapters, these are big changes. Think of a season as a big change in your life that takes a lot of your energy, attention, Might you might need to shift. So if you're thinking about this Ramadan, I was thinking about what season am I in right now? Well, last year, you know, I had this and this going on. This year I have this and this. Hmm, what would make sense? And when it comes to like new moms, you know, sometimes I have women call me up. They're like, oh, sister, you know, I want to take your advice. I'm going to start a brand new business. I have a brand new newborn. And I'm like, whoa, right there. It's a really hard time to start anything big and huge and takes all your attention when you have a newborn baby. So the person had their plan before they knew they were pregnant. They end up getting pregnant, having a baby, and they're trucking along with their plan as if the new baby wasn't going to change anything. Is it the season? Like, oh, I knew, but I figured, you know, I just do stuff when she's sleeping. People don't take into consideration sometimes all of that thing, how it could affect your life. Now, moms out there, if you're listening, you know that babies, um, you love for them to sleep whenever you want them to sleep, but they sleep whenever they want to sleep. So you might have made this perfect schedule, and then one day they decide they want to take a nap. They don't. Then they're irritable. Then they, they're colic. Then they'll send they have a, you know, a tooth that's coming out. Then the, And oh, they're, they're finicky eating. They're having gas problems, whatever it is. They're going to mess up your whole schedule, and not in a bad way. It's just that let's not pretend that that little human being doesn't need an immense amount of attention compared to a different season of your life. So that could make you set all your goals for Ramadan. Oh my gosh, my baby, it threw me off because I was tired and I didn't pray the extra prayers. I'm a horrible person. Let's not go down that road. That's my first piece of advice in this section. And so in my goals this year, I'm going to be focusing a lot on Arabic and Quran. Now I've always focused on Arabic and Quran, but never to the degree of this year. Now, in the past, let me talk about what stops me from having success. By the way, I typically am not, I'm being totally honest, I'm I'm not joking. I typically am able to have about 90% success. And that's because I literally have done this for a living. (laughs) Many of you guys know. Um, I was a licensed educator, then administrator, and then I was a consultant above the entire education system. And so when your person like who has to be of that caliber, you have to be able to do data tracking and, you know, fixing. And so a lot of my experiences in making things happen, seeing problems and seeing them before they even come, trying to determine what could happen, what could go wrong. So I had a plan before the thing even happened. And then when it happened, I was absolutely ready so I can keep on trucking, if that makes sense. And so what I do for women who come and help, you know, ask for help and what I do for myself, what I do for my own family is I really, really stay keen on like, am I on track? If not, you know, me check in with myself. And a lot of you guys who join us in Ramadan when we have the Ramadan Recharge Mentorship Program, it's a completely separate thing. And 
I help you do the same thing. And so when I'm talking to you right now, I'm speaking from that same place. And so what I want you to imagine is that um, you have to figure out what works for you. Well, over the years, what I figured out is the thing that really makes it hard for me is because I'm a mom, because I'm doing mindfulness, because I'm doing so many things like so many of you, regardless if you don't have the same as me, so many of you are so busy and so overwhelmed and so tired, right? How do I keep consistent? And, you know, so what I've found is I want to make sure that I have regular classes already in place. I have regular um, things already in place. So what I've done already, if you guys haven't already seen it, because it's probably not up yet, it's going to be coming up in maybe um, a couple days. Um, I did an entire Quran journaling haul. I said to myself, I really this year in 2023, one of my goals was to have more relaxing time for myself. I keep promoting self-care and yes, I do it but not to the degree I want, even me. I want to do even better, right? Here's the thing, the old me, you know, because I kept living on, hey, what I used to do when I was, you know, 20 or 18. The old me probably wouldn't have mind, you know, just to sit there with like a sketch pad and sit in the backyard and look at the birds and the trees and sketch. And yeah, as much as that would be lovely to do in my age now, I realize that I just always realize the importance of time. And as much as that's good, I guess I wanted to do something else that was going to connect me with a lot at the same time. So when I was looking at what to do with myself, I know Ramadan, Quran, Quran is very important. And back in the day, you know, I used to only focus on finishing the Quran within the month. This was my main thing. Finish the Quran, finish the Quran, read it in Arabic, read it in English. And I would just press, press, press myself. Now, as good as that is, and I still encourage, you know, everybody to do that if that's if that's what you want to focus on. Um, it's really important that you walk away from Ramadan with understanding. And I'm not sure that the schedule I had allowed me to do that. And I realized that by reflecting. So I encourage you to do the same. I want you to reflect on your past Ramadans, the goals you had for yourself, and if those goals were going to help you actually get to where you want to go. The biggest problem I have is I find women make goals that are super vague. Now, this podcast is not on how to make a Ramadan goal. If you guys are into that, definitely DM me. I can tell you because most people make them wrong. Like they do something like, I want to read more Quran. That's not a good goal. That's, That's not for a million reasons. It's not it's a good thing to want to read the Quran, but the goal is poorly written. So the execution and the follow-up will be hard to do to make sure you have success. Like I don't write goals that big. I write highly specific goals. And so when I thought about this year, I said, look, I really want to increase my Arabic to another level. And I want to make sure that the Quran is something I'm engaging in every day. Okay, I already do that, but on a deeper level, on an enjoyable level. So it almost feels like the Quran is my refuge, my relaxation, not another task I have to do because I should do that because I'm Muslim. I wanted to really be more of a relaxing refuge and so, so enjoyable on a deeper level. So when I had come across um, these two particular sisters, Sister Zehan and Sister Rosna, um, and um, they're journaling, they do Quran journaling online, and I started to talk to them, and then I started to do Quran journaling, and I saw what they're doing, and it was just, I was so inspired, and it became my relaxation. So the thing I'm doing in terms of goals right now is I'm making sure that I have everything right now before, way before Ramadan comes. For example, I already have my schedule with them. I'm going to be Quran journaling with them. They're doing um, Quran journaling classes. They're doing Dua journaling classes. I'm in their classes. I'm already, you know, ready. I have the schedule for the entire month. I've marked off my calendar. I'm ready. And then in the haul that I have for YouTube, I, I purchased all this stuff for the Quran journaling. That's probably coming out like March 1st or 2nd on YouTube. You can see. And I link everything that I have. Now, you only need a book, a notebook, and a, and a pen. But, like, I wanted to go all out, like I said, and make it not just me, myself, and the Quran, but, like, this relaxing, like, creative side of 
give me. I want to really just like delve into it. So I have that set up. The other thing I told you, one of my main goals for myself in 2023 and in terms of Ibadah and for Ramadan is I really wanted to increase my Arabic. So again, I started classes already. Um, I'm working with a company called Studio Arabia. Shout out to them. They did not pay me to say that. <laughs> I just really like them. And so then I actually even invited them to come inside of uh, Thrive Muslim too. Um, and so there's classes in there for um, beginners for Arabic. There's Quran beginner classes and stuff too. I asked them just to come in completely. They're a beautiful company from Egypt. And um, they're actually the teachers of the teachers of Baina Institute. If you know Noman Ali Khan's program that he does, which you know, that's a really impressive program, the Baino one. Um, he, they're actually the teachers of those teachers from Egypt. And so we've, we have them in there. And so I actually take also, in addition to those classes that are in there, I take my own private classes too. And my kids take classes with them. And so absolutely brilliant. So I put those classes and schedules into place now weeks before. So I could not have to, like, I don't encourage people to start classes the week of Ramadan. If you could do it two to three weeks before, you know why? Because you got to figure out your schedule. Oh, this isn't working. You know, sometimes in the beginning I would miss a class or something would be, you know, oh, I didn't understand. I forgot. Oh, I didn't order the book. And, you know, I wanted to have that stress when I was not fasting. <laughs> that makes sense. So um, my goals for myself in this season is mostly to have these three things for myself. For, these are for myself, by the way. These are not for myself and my kids. Those are different. Um, but this is to really enjoy the Quran on a deeper level. Not just like reading ayats. Because let me tell you this cool formula that they actually teach um, in, from Studio Arabia that we're, I'm also going to be using with the Quran journaling. It's nine-minute formula. Just nine minutes a day. Now, obviously, in Ramadan, you want to try to do more than nine minutes. But imagine if you just did nine minutes consistently all Ramadan. Then after Ramadan, it's even easier, right? Because it's only nine minutes. You could totally maintain that. So I would say this is the minimal, right? It's two minutes of reading an, an ayat or two, right? Just really, really reading it making sure you think you, you get the point, right? Then you go into tafsir, right, for about three minutes because it's only one or two eyes of Quran. Tafsir, you can go in it forever, right? But, you know, just the general gist and idea. And then four minutes of how you can apply that to your life right now. We know the Sahaba, what they did was they didn't memorize more than 10 ayats of Quran at a time before they applied it to their life like already, some of them would refuse to memorize more. They said, no, I have to do it. Because, you know, we're supposed to be living the Quran in our life, not just reading in a book and putting it on a shelf, letting it collect dust. We're supposed to like learn about patience and then, you know, find out how can I improve the patience in my life. Listen about the help of Allah in one or two ayats of Quran and think about how has Allah already helped me right? If I go look at the tafsir for that, then I go into the, the reflection on that and think about oh, how can I apply it to my life? First, let me be grateful and recognize where Allah's already helped me. And then where do I still need help now? And what's the best way to open up that help to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he can give it to me? Like, what can I be doing? And there's certain things that, that, that opens up, that opens up doors for you. Then you're, then you're going to start to be, you know, inspired to look at what the prophet said, to have your da'as answered and this and this and this. And it takes you on a beautiful journey that is very personal, just from one or two ayats of Quran. So those of you who want to get close to Allah in, in Ramadan, you can always DM me and ask me how I'm doing this or like, you know, the classes or anything. But I just want to encourage you, that when you go to make those goals, they're extremely personal and they're really meaningful and exciting to you. 
And they're not just basic goals. And if you don't know how to make those goals, like I said, we help with that too. But I just wanted to kind of share a little bit of how I was getting ready for Ramadan right about now. So I got those classes in place. I've already met in the first introductory lesson with the teacher. You know, there's replays. So if you miss it, it doesn't matter. There's replays you can catch. But obviously, I want to be as live as possible. I already just purchased all of my notebook materials. There's also these additional books that you can purchase for like... um, how you say for tafsir and understanding too. Um, and this gives time for things to ship, right? And these these have, these have are just things I'm doing on my own in terms of the purchasing. You don't have to have all these things. You could just show up for the class and it's all done for you. She'll read everything for you. She'll give you the tafsir and everything. You don't actually, the, the beauty of me having set up the classes before Ramadan is so that there's no work on my part. I just have to press play. And then I'm in the class or join the class and that's it. All the work is already done by the teacher and anything I do in addition to that is, you know, on my own, but how easy is it going to be for me to succeed if I've set these up weeks ahead and they're all there, you could just join and they're done for you. So you're just done Just show up for class. The whole Ramadan is already planned. Just show up for the class, put in your schedule. And then, you know, I, I, they have um, different times. There's for during the day and the evening because there's different time zones and people and that's already all been thought out. So, but you just join what makes sense for you. And so that's what I'm already doing in this time. I'm making sure I have the books for the class. I'm not waiting till right before guys because that's such a last minute thing. And I'm making sure these goals are incredibly personal and inspirational. Like I'm excited to do the Quran journaling and the tape and the, and the drawing and the sketching and the, the, how do you say that when you, all the different things that are in there and it's just so much fun, but it's just one or two ads of Quran, but they're going to be so memorable for me and they're in a book forever and I can't, you know, forget it. And I had that experience, not just alone with other women. So I'm going to share a little bit of what I'm doing now. Again, check back part one if you haven't already how I even came up with my goals. But I want you to start thinking about that right now for yourself and thinking, gosh, you know, I got to get these things in place. Let me not waste to the last minute. All right. If you need anything from me, you can always DM me on Instagram. I love you. I'll see you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.